Good morning! On this bowl of Question Crunch, Marky Makeup is here to talk about the amazing products and content that they create, answering questions about being a cosmetic mechanic, reporting at DragCon, and what new costume should Mario wear? <laughs> I don't know how. I, I'm pretty confident that we met before. I know oh, we met. You ha this is a theory you have. I feel like it's tinfoil hat, but you do have this theory that we have existed already in the same space. Uh, I, tell me where then. I have a hard time believing that we haven't met. I have a hard time believing that we haven't met. Uh, Comic Con, we ha we share mutual friends. We go around in mutual circles. You go to a lot of the conventions. What? I I don't I don't know I mean probably well if you've been to San Diego Comic Con we have shared the same air but I don't know that we have met Matt yeah we haven't met Matt we we met for reels reels <laughs> at a uh, Neotropolis and uh, after meeting you at Neotropolis I've just been a huge fan of all the content that you do I've been oh boy uh, all of it because there's a lot I know. <laughs> I've got time. I'm usually working on art, so I need something to listen to. So I've been searching through all of your everything. Sweet. Um, my favorite video that you did was when you went to Midsummer Scream, and I was watching it, and you were going around the corner, and right there was the stage, and you were watching the fashion show going on, and you were so close to recording my table, but you didn't make it all the way around. You didn't. You didn't continue videoing as you made your way around that corner and I was like here it comes and then you cut to another scene I was like what the hell <laughs> what uh d this is not exciting content but I probably if if I edited it I probably still have what I filmed but um it it, it I probably still have it I think because when I got your I'm digging deep into like the catacombs of my brain I think because when I was at Midsummer Scream the, the summertime one you're talking about, right? Yes. Um, I think when I saw the stage, I was like, oh, no, what's this? I was like, don't look. I was like, don't look. Because what was it? Was it burlesque or was it something saucy? Um, I think it was a fashion show. But it oh, might... it was a fashion show. Okay, maybe I thought, maybe my mind was like, uh-oh. Well, like, were... Cover your eyes, Marky, cover your eyes. There were quite a few people in uh, bathing suits, so I could understand being uh, worried it was going to be something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I went into panic mode and was like, never mind. But uh, <laughs> cool. Um, and I didn't get your table in that one at all. I never went back. No. Nope. <laughs> I think in if I if I dig deep in my brain, you were next to. Was that where they had the plant was? There was there, there were plants. They had a bunch of like uh, baby heads that were in the uh, there were ceramic baby heads with plants growing out of them. That's terrifying. It is amazing. Is that your booth? That was your booth? Oh no, that's not my booth. I would never be able to. Well, uh, the baby heads would be a cool idea, but uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not the biggest. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not much of a green thumb. I can't grow plants. Um. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that was my first time at Midsummer Scream in Long Beach. Uh, it, it was wild. I loved it. It was fun. 
one of my favorite things about looking through all of your content is how much art you create and it's phenomenal it's uh, i'm trying to think of all of the different uh, adjectives i can give to you to celebrate how amazing your artwork is the okay, uh i'll, I'll wait <laughs> i'll just go down a list huh let me pull up the uh, thesaurus.com and just keep going down the phrase um your bottle cap pins are really damn cool <laughs> uh and, if if you're watching this folks if this makes it to youtube right over my shoulder here is tiny drawers that are full of very organized bottle cap bins. So when you make your little order on my little Amazon and my Etsy, there they are. <laughs> what is your art history? Here's the thing, and this is a very bad thing, and I'm going to tell everybody out there, if you take anything away from this podcast, videocast, etc., you must consume more than you produce. And I truly believe I am on the absolute other end of that pendulum right now. I produce way more than I consume. Uh, I think if you write, you should read more. And if you make art, you should you should view more art. And I definitely do not uh, consume enough art. What is my art history? There is really no art history. It all came from movies and stuff. You know, it came from, uh, you know, makeup and movies. So there's no traditional as as i've been told by many uh uh public art uh uh governing bodies that um what i do is not considered a fine art cheers to them um uh there is no no traditional art background really i mean i took art classes if that's what you want to hear i learned how to draw i can name the bones of the skull I know my anatomy. It take two years of anatomy. Um, yeah. I think it's funny that you say that you have to consume more art, but uh, I would say movies and TV, are, that's art? I think that's the lowest fruit of art, though. Don't ah. you? I think sometimes, let me, I, I, think that's, I think that's passive art. I think you really have to go and, and like, you really got to, if you were to say you look at the costumes and you watch, uh, let's take, uh, you know, superheroes and you go and you look and you go, let's take uh, you watch Fury Road and you look at those costumes and you go, wow, this is crazy looking. And then you watch uh, Cruella and you go, wow, look at these costumes. These crazy. It's the same person, Oscar winner Jenny Bavon, who has done these costumes. And you go, oh, wow, yeah, these punky, this punky Cruella look looks like punky fury road people and you go ah oh, you start to see and in that approach of consumption of movies perhaps yes i think that it can be passive if you allow it to be passive welcome to the podcast where we fight about the consumption of art uh <laughs> I, I'm, full, I'm, I'm fully on board with this conversation just because i do think that uh there is a lot of really cool stuff that you can take away from those movies um fury road is a fantastic example of uh all the different colors that you can absorb and just understand the tricks of the trade to make it look like it's hot and disgusting <laughs> Have you? I said keep this PG thirteen. Um, uh, hot and disgusting. Fury Road coming to a theater near you. Um, have you seen? Okay, pause. We said, I I will say a consumption 
uh, that is a passive, I will say a study of art, perhaps is more uh, the term I should be looking for. One should study perhaps more than they uh, produce. But um, movies, yes. Fun, let's go to the movies. I do, I do think that using the term study is a, is, it changes the dynamics so dramatically because the consumption of art, I totally dig that. Uh, reading comics, watching cartoons, uh, playing video games, I feel like there is a lot of stuff that you can learn as far as art is concerned. Uh, seeing, what, seeing how you can make a night sky more colorful and not just like the same monochromatic whatever. Um, and you can get that from movies and comics and cartoons. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot of terms and a lot of really cool, useful techniques that you could, that you could find out and you could learn if you do study art. So I do think that you're right. I do think that studying art is, <laughs> you should do more. Everyone should do more. Um, but cheers. I, well, yeah, cheers, cheers. I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. I'm going to try to hide the logo. <laughs> I keep forgetting to hide the logo. Um, so but your art, so you say you have no fine art training, but your uh, cosmetic artwork that you do, and I, is that the term that you want to use? I, I, I'm not sure what term to use. It was, you're the cosmetic mechanic. What is the term? So that, that term, I, I wonder how your, your listeners will have found this. Will they have found this through, uh, it, are they Wastelanders? Are they LARPers? Or are they comic fans? Uh, all of the above. I try to be as diverse as I can as far as the guests are concerned. Um, so when you say that, you're you're using my Wasteland title, The Cosmetic Mechanic, which is a spoof on the organic mechanic uh, of Fury Road, who was the doctor, right? So in a sense, you are the mechanic of whatever your uh, chosen field is. And his was organic and mine is cosmetic. Uh, what is why why are we talking about this? Oh, I was asking about uh, I would consider what? myself a professional makeup artist is is the generic term I would use. And what got you into that career? What got you into that uh this discipline? Oh, well, uh once upon a time in Foxborough, Massachusetts, I was uh an actor at a theme park called Spooky World and if anybody uh, all of your Massachusetts fans are cheering right now if they are of a certain age and they remember Spooky World. Why? Because it ties into uh, two things. Would, there's a radio jingle that you would start to hear in September when you were going back to school. So you were going back to school and you were hearing the Spooky World jingle. And I will sing it poorly for you now. It goes, America's Horror Theme Park. Spook world and everybody remembers it and whenever I talk to anybody from Massachusetts they sing the jingle uh I started there as an actor and they called me back around August the next year and they said what what position do you want and I I was in a part uh, a themed house that didn't have a makeup artist and I said oh I want to be the makeup artist for the house and they were like oh you know uh that doesn't exist we'll have to get back to you and so they got back to me like within, you know, an hour and they were like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just make that. That's the position now. And you're it. And I was like, yay. So I had made my own position. It was, it was partly funded by a local grocery store, a grocery store in New England. And 
uh, a guy named Tom Savini, who, if you're a horror fan, you know Tom Savini. He also had a school, uh, and that's how I ended up at his school. They said, hey, we got this kid who's, I must have been, if it was September, October, I was maybe 16 in a day in a month, or or 17 in a month. Uh, so they said, hey, we got this kid, he's invented a makeup position, come talk to him. Talk to Tom. Tom said, come to my school. The rest is history. And I'm glad that you t- your your stuff is amazing. I love seeing all of the work that you do. It's just and when you uh, posted on social media that you're uh, doing stuff for Comic-Con, I was like, oh, I want everyone to hire you because uh, the makeup artwork that you've done, I the symbiote, the Venom one is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you know, if there was two of me, I could do more at Comic-Con, and I wish there was two of me so that uh, I could paint everybody. I, I have a lot of phenomenal San Diego Comic-Con stories, and I, everybody say what you will, I enjoy San Diego Comic-Con. Not without its faults, um, but I absolutely uh, think it's just, it's a gathering of a tribe, much like any other kind of event, um, even though people will get mad when I compare it to things. Uh, but yeah, so you mentioned the the Venom Spider-Man, which is what a lot of people call it, uh, which is the Venom taking over taking over the Spider-Man body. Um, is half paint, half latex. It took about four hours. We started at 6 a.m. Um, we finished at 10 a.m. And that person had to be uh, in a chair for a panel. So the car had to be parked. We had to get them in. They had to be on time. For a panel, panel wasn't going to wait for us. And Marky is not a light person. Um, Marky is always on time. So we, yeah, we had to do it. Nothing to it but to do it. So it was very messy anytime you use liquid latex. Uh, and it's rather not the most fun to remove for the remover. But I think he wore it all day. And as the day went on, it, it would peel and pop and, and tear and shred. But yeah, that is, a lot of people seem to have, that's resonated with a lot of people, so I'm glad. I didn't know. I, I, this is this is backtracking a bit, but I did not know about Spooky World until just like maybe a few months ago, because I I'm not on the East Coast, I'm not in Massachusetts, but one of my friends and one of the previous guests is actually producing a documentary about Spooky World, and so what? yeah. <laughs> They, they had a booth. I think they even had a panel at last year's uh, Midsummer, I think. I'm pretty sure. So it's interesting, right? So Spooky World went through, and I, I, I know zero facts about it, except what I lived. So don't quote any of this. But um, it, it used to be at a place, a place I never went to, called Edaville Railroad. And I think you got to go walk, look at trains. I never went to Edaville Railroad. I have no idea what it was. But there was a lot of talk of 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 schools going there Um, and it shared the space with Spooky World at a time. Then Spooky World split off and it was in the the dirt where I was at Spooky World is now the dirt that is Gillette Stadium. So Foxborough Stadium was off to the side and we were in the woods and Spooky World just sat there year round. amongst the the tailgating parking lot of Foxborough Stadium where the Patriots play football. So then they built the other stadium right next door, leveled Spooky World. And I don't know if it was if it was auctioned off, if the IP was sold, but 
but I think the term spooky world and the location has uh, exchanged hands over the years. But uh, I would love to to hear about that person making the documentary. I just uh, I just had my crew shirt um, the other day. I was moving things around and uh, found my crew shirt and I have my hat, my spooky world hat. And I think they also gave us a jacket, too. I think that uh, because my friend is a big fan of a Halloween tree, I was trying to draw characters from the Halloween tree running through Spooky World and finding the uh, a find a photo of the entrance is a lot harder than a good photo of the entrance. The I think there was like a skull entrance, right? Well, you're talking to a guy who was behind the scenes. So I, I do believe, I don't know that I ever walked through as a customer. I started to work there when I was 15. Um, <laughs> and uh, I would have been behind that entrance. Yeah, it was it was a little difficult to find like a good photo of it, and I've always find that when uh, when you find older places, it's a little before everyone had a phone in their pocket. Like nowadays, yep, yep. I can find a photo of anything I want. Um, it was strange because like when I was doing drawings of Disneyland, I was like, ah, oh, I can't because it was during the pandemic, and I was like, I can't get good photos of certain spots that I need to get into. And then I remembered that uh, Google Earth exists, and I was able to easily maneuver through Disneyland with a virtual camera, and that was pretty convenient. But Spooky World, not so much. No, from above, Spooky World would look like a series of warehouses, because that's what they were. They were huge, huge warehouses with a, a, um, you know, a second floor is where we got ready above the house you worked for, and the house you worked for was below. Um, some of the iconic things as far as spooky world goes was uh we had we had tons of it was the only thing to do in october in southern if you were southern massachusetts you went to spooky world if you were northern you went to salem so it was it was the hottest ticket in town friday nights we had wwe wrestler meet and greets so we had all the we had kane and we had mcfoley we had the, you know all the monster types and then Saturdays we would have Scream Queen, female actress meet and greets. It was the whole thing was a theme park. It was haunted houses. It was a wax museum. It was a gift shop. Uh, the last year I worked there, they added a carnival midway, which is a little. That's fine, a little generic, but fine. Um, but you didn't see anything like it anywhere. It was fascinating. So we had we had an Elvira house, which was full of monsters. We had a neon 3D clown house which was all neon clowns. Uh, I was, this is not, you probably wouldn't do this today, but I was um, a, uh, like a, like a coal miner and it was all underground caves and it was scary. Uh, one of the things I had to do was there was a hallway and you'd walk over plexiglass and underneath plexiglass was like, like a, like a human drawer, a drawer for a human. And the you would slide underneath, and you would move your hands over the plexiglass as people walked above you. And some people would be too scared to walk over it, and they'd look and they'd go, "Oh my God, do we walk over it?" You know. And then somebody would push me and go, "Yeah, go." Then with your foot, you could hit an air cannon, and they'd all scream like, "Ah!" They'd all scream and run over the plexiglass. So that was that was a position in the in the house. Uh, try to think. We had. And everybody, we were supposed to be a, a medium scary house, and we, I think we were the scariest house. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I think we may have had vampires, uh, but I know that the things people talked about when they left 
was the clown house. And in the Elvira house, there was a girl covered in mice. Like another thing, which probably wouldn't go over today, but she would lay in sawdust. I think she was painted like a doll and she'd have mice run all over her. And they'd say, did you see the mice girl? And they'd say, those mice are fake. No, the mice are real. Folks, the mice are real. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Spooky World was a wild, wild time. Um, it was like running away with the circus for a couple months. The uh, mine floor, the plexiglass mine floor, uh, that is a good scare. It, it's, I think it's, we, even though we were biased, so they had like a skull rating, and this is three skulls scary, and then the Elvira house was a five skull scary, even though the Elvira house was a little cartoony, and so if you didn't think that was cool, you definitely didn't think the Elvira house was scary. But if you saw the people, I mean, content warning folks, if you saw the people dressed normal, like zombies in construction helmets, you kind of, that was not a bridge too far. Like, you know, Dracula and the mummy didn't exist, but you say, oh boy, this, this touches on, I, I could believe this is a thing, you know, <laughs> uh, but the, the thing on the floor absolutely was. It, it was the second to last scare of the house. And people, we'd always say, we had them running out screaming. We don't, that's always what you want. It's people running out of your house screaming at the end. I think the only time I ever ran out of a haunted house was when, because uh, like, I, I, I love haunts. I love walking through mazes. Uh, the only time I ever ran out was, of course, uh, a clown was chasing me. And that's a given. That's, that's going to happen. <laughs> So right after us, we had a guy, uh, he kind of leather facey vibes, but construction worker with um, like a jackhammer. And it would, it would, you know, pump a metal noise. Everybody go, ah! So you get your, get your heart beating. <laughs> uh, when we met, uh, I was doing drawings at Neotropolis and you requested a uh, cyberpunk Mario. And I remember because I first I was going to suggest Darkwing Duck just because I was picking some random character that was in the back of my head. Uh, back of my head? That's not true. Darkwing Duck is always in forefront. Um, ah! But uh, let's get dangerous. <laughs> um, OK, before we get on that question, I want to mention uh, our mutual friend Urs, uh, they told me they they is that they, what you call them? You call them Urs? Urzulo? Urzulo? Oh my gosh! I always use the full name. Oh, Urs, that's great. <laughs> I'll use that from now on. Uh, don't if 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 you if you if they don't go by that name with you, it didn't go for the full name. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll have to. Oh yes, our mutual uh, friend, another character in my life. They, uh, I, I had not watched all of Darkwing Duck, or I just wiped it from my memory, but they introduced me to a character from Darkwing Duck that is a Pennywise parody, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It was... I don't think I've watched minute one of Darkwing Duck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, that's the theme song, in case anybody didn't know, is Let's Get Dangerous was the theme song. Uh, I'm pretty sure I changed the channel when that came on. Oh, I was I probably love... like, this isn't really scary. Bye. <laughs> what was it on? It wasn't Nickelodeon, was it? Uh, no, it was a Disney thing. It was a Disney thing. That's why I was like, Disney can't do horror. Bye. So you didn't watch Garfield? <laughs> no, I'm sure I turned my nose up at it as a uh. scary connoisseur, nine-year-old, you know, whatever <laughs> I was. 
But you, but then uh, you had me draw Mario, um, and I found out that so you're big. If you want to tell the whole story, I have Mario right here, by the way. Sure, sure, show it. Uh, for those of us who are on the premium uh, YouTube yeah. channel, I don't know what it is, but there he is, uh, complete with yellow highlighter and everything. It looks cool in a black light. Those highlighters worked out really well. Um, I had just finished my shift. I had just finished four plus hours of improving up to, I would say, 30 face paints an hour. So you kids can do the math at Neotropolis. And um, I was like flatlined. I was like brain dead. I think I had just walked out of Mega Block One. I guess if people haven't been to Neo, this is, they're going to have to imagine this part. But <clears throat> what I, I, if anybody doesn't know, I, was face painting at Neotropolis, airbrushing stencils, and every customer is a new design because they want something different. We do that for four hours. That was my shift, uh, and I did that every day. So I was kind of like, like flatlined, out of my brain, no creativity left. And so I was sitting down, and then this threesome approached me, uh, and I was like, oh, jeez. I said, don't, please don't ask me to be creative again. And they were like, this guy's going to draw you something. And I was like, good, <laughs> good, good for him. And then you, I remember you drew it and it was awesome. And then I like, I remember like looking at it, like looking at it and go, oh, this is great. And then I looked again and everybody was gone. Everybody had walked away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where did he go? Make him do it again. <laughs> I remember thinking, wow, this is fantastic. That guy was good. They said he was good, but he was good. I feel like a lot of people don't know, don't expect me to be as fast as I am <laughs> to be able to knock that shit out real quick. So, yeah, um, so I had no idea what to tell you to draw. And somebody was like, you like Mario, right? And I was like, yeah, I do. Because I think people, I think people don't think I, I live at Universal. Um, but yeah, it was a great idea, and I love it. I absolutely love him. He sits above my desk. He's never not around. Little cyberpunk Mario, and he's glowing with his little mushroom and his little backpack and his little eyeball piece. You tell me. Tell, what did you think when you thought cyberpunk Mario? Were you like, uh-oh, or were you like, I got this? Oh, I got this. Oh, I've yeah? Drawn, I've drawn my fair share of Mario characters, and uh, adding cyberpunkness on it is pretty easy. Um, I loved when when uh, when they su suggested Mario. I was like, I'm I got this. Let's do this. And I, I I think that I didn't have my cell phone on hand, or it was gonna die. No, no internet connection. So finding characters, uh, searching characters to be able to draw them is a little difficult at Neo. But Mario, I have memorized. I got that down. Oh, he's just a little short guy with a mustache. What else do you need to know? His little <laughs> nose. Uh, I should have drawn him looking more like Bob Hoskins, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, also add drunk then. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you, I, I saw, I saw a video that you went to Mario Land. How was that? You, where did you, where on earth did you hear such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> on, on all of your social media. Um, yes, there is a bit of an, an uh, a, a brand um, on the YouTube channel. The YouTube is is Marky Makeup. If you want to see some more mundane things. Yes. Uh, and uh, there is the brand everybody insisted I start called Mark in the Park. 
which is where I vlog from various uh, theme parks around Southern California. It's super popular thing to do. Some people go to Disney every single day and vlog new Disney content. Uh, you can't really do that at Universal because there's not enough to update daily from Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, but they were like, oh, you should vlog this because everybody, uh, for whatever reason, people enjoy hanging out with me, I think is why they they uh, were insistent on this vlog. So I do uh, attend Universal frequently. I have, a, I have the fanciest, bestest past you could possibly have. So uh, it's, it's a bit of a, a happy place at this point. Now they've added Mario Land, which uh, is wild. It's good. When are we going? When are you coming over? Oh, I'm down to go. I, I have not been able to. I've, I haven't been to Universal Studios. I've been to the Universal Studios in Florida, but I uh, I went there a few years ago. Um, I have not been to Universal Studios Hollywood since they got rid of Back to the Future. When not did that they get rid of Back to the Future? 1995? Yeah, I, it's not that they are related. I didn't stop going to Universal Studios because, oh, fuck this. Uh, Back to the Future, I can't come here anymore. <laughs> You're like, Simpsons? Never heard of them. <laughs> Not on my watch, buddy. <laughs> this show won't last. <laughs> um, no, I, I would like to go to Universal. It's been a long time. Um, I know they, they didn't get rid of Waterworld, right? Um, it, they did not get rid of Waterworld. That is uh, one of... I think it's one of five water worlds in the world, and it is the only one in the United States. Okay, I'm just making sure, because I saw a lot of people posting about it recently, and then I saw your video of it, and it looked like it was empty, or uh, maybe it was the back the back of the buildings? I just got really worried that it was gone, because that was one of my favorite what shows. Was, what was emptier about it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, just, paranoia I, was in, like, full flare. <laughs> Uh, I know a thing or two about a thing or two, and I don't believe Waterworld is going anywhere. Um, that's that's all I'll say about that. But uh, when you have something that is the only one, there's not even another stunt show in Southern California. Which is a bummer, because they had amazing stunt shows uh, once upon a time. I mean, you can't even... There's There's not... I mean, there isn't. They had the... Florida's got them all. Florida's got the Indiana Jones kind of stunt tag, or the Jason Bourne stuntacular, and all that stuff. So, but there isn't there isn't one out here. I guess we have thrill rides, and that's it. Well, Hollywood used to have a, the Terminator show that was pretty awesome. Well, we haven't had that. in Florida. In, no, no, in, in Hollywood. Universal. Yeah. Hollywood had it. Oh boy. Uh, well, it's been many moons since that. Uh, it was many moons ago. Oh. <laughs> I might try to find it on YouTube just so I can experience it again. I actually, uh, a few years ago, for Halloween, I was looking up the uh, Beetlejuice, <laughs> the Beetlejuice show that Hollywood used to have. Florida had it for a while, but uh, I think that closed in 2008, maybe? I don't know. It's been a while. But I watched those videos again. Um, but yeah, I would love to go to Universal Studios with you. That, I think that would be a really fun experience, a really fun trip, especially since you go so often. I don't know my way around. I have no concept of the landscape, so it would be really cool to uh, go with you. Um, if anybody doesn't know or or is like has only experienced Florida, the, the most important things are this: 
that theme park is built on some of the most expensive real estate in the world. It is not, uh, it is not the swampland of Florida. It is the Hollywood Hills. And so it's, it's quite compact. The, uh, the layout is unique. Um, you do go down uh, five escalators down the, literally down the Hollywood Hills. So, and it's a working movie studio. So sometimes you have to be quiet at some point. So there's not a lot of the, the open air screaming roller coasters. It's not sprawling. Um, some people, depending on your point of view or your fandom, you could get there at eight and be done by five. Uh, so that's it. It's like a, it's just like a little spoonful of sugar. Um, and uh, Mario Land in particular is a lot of fun. It's more an immersive land. It is not ride 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 it is there's there's interactive things to do that get you moving that get you thinking uh and the the ride itself is like living a video game so if you are not active in your participation of theme parks if you want to sit on a ride and be entertained that's that is one form of entertainment but super nintendo world you better put on your participation shoes because it is not um, it is not just spoon fed to you. You gotta get out there and run around and turn a crank and punch a block and you know be be an active part of it. Uh, I prefer to wear my voyeur shoes, so I think it'll be fine with me because you said that uh, it's an immersive experience where you go into it. I just want to see all the cool props that they have around. It's perpetual motion, the color, bold colors, movement. Uh, it's, you know, people say ser serotonin overload, uh, nostalgia. Um, it's all those things. It's a lot of fun. And I think they uh, are just kicking the door open on this Nintendo topic there. Um, I couldn't tell from your video, but does the block go mm, when it comes down? The the thwomp. Yeah. The thwomp does. It makes noise and it sprays mist. So it like hits the center and it goes. Psh! And so there's like little mist, like as if it was dust. Um, and it the moving. So here's the thing. And people say oh, this, that, the other thing. The moving of that thwomp, which for anybody who doesn't know, is a giant block with an angry face. Um, that will kill you in the game. <laughs> the moving of that coincides with a game inside that little cave. So that when that thing falls, it shakes up the game pieces. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So it, I I think if sometimes you like you know you have to you learn a little bit and you go oh that's what's going on here. You go, oh, I do love that. Like, there's one, I mean, if you, you've seen it, you've seen it, you know, you know. There's one where you have to hit alarm clocks or an enormous 30-foot piranha plant will wake up. So you have to keep him asleep by shutting the alarm clocks off. Or else he goes, rah, 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 like Audrey style, you know, so, yeah. That sounds delightful. I, yeah, we, we got to go to Universal Studios. I'm down. Um... What would be a bizarre animal suit for Mario? Because Mario wears a lot of suits, a lot of different animal suits. I was going down a list of all the different animals that Mario has dressed up as. What would be a weird animal that you would have Mario dress up as? And what would be the special ability of that suit? 
I think he would be a. I think a great suit would be that like a that weird vampire octopus. Do you know that one? I do. I think it would be that one because he could have eight arms to punch many blocks. Can you imagine if Mario had, if you had like eight Marios? Like, you know, when you get the three pinballs in the machine and you're like, uh, I think if, if Mario could have an octopus suit. That'd be pretty cool. Cause like, especially if you go to like a certain area where there's a bunch of coins and have the arms like spread out and collect all the coins would be pretty cool. It would be rows and rows and rows and rows of blocks and coins rather than just just this, like a here's a row of blocks ding 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 here's a row of blocks times eight and then of course he can drain goombas of their blood i think the first time i ever to drain them of their blood <laughs> lightning bolts um, lightning bolts i remember the first time i found out about that squid i think it was a squid or it's an octopus i don't know it's a cephalopod oh whatever it is yes that yes thank you um, I love drawing that one just because their uh, tentacles are really weird because they have like um, a hood over their tentacles that looks kind of like a cape and it's just really fun to thing to draw. It's not the usual long tentacles. There's like this a weird it's it's webbed. It looks like it's webbed and it's pretty awesome. I love that. I don't want to say anything topical or controversial. Far far be it from me. Let I me re- tell you. <laughs> whatever is whatever is down there in the dark should maybe we should just we, maybe we should just wonder sometimes and not <laughs> i always thought the giant squid was the scariest one until i found out about the about the gargantuan squid folks welcome to the nature portion of our show <laughs> do you know do you know i think this is a fact yeah. do you know that every 90 seconds a, a, a giant whale fights a giant squid. A sperm whale fights a squid every 90 seconds. I believe it. And I, I did you see the video of one munching on a giant squid? No, that's too hardcore for me. No, um, I just... Well, the, the, the giant squid, because like we've never actually seen it on video. We've only seen... We, we knew that sperm whale eat giant squid and gargantuan squid because we find the remains in their stomach when they wash up on shore. But... We've never seen video of their fight. Their fight is really deep, so it's not going to happen. But uh, there, someone did find a photo of one munching on the pieces of a giant squid, and uh, there's a bit of a tentacle stuck on their side because uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know about the gargantuan squid, but their tentacles are just rows of uh, velociraptor yes. claw. Yes. So that's when when oh my gosh, the art people have checked out and the nature people are in. Um, <laughs> that is when when you find when every time they find a sperm whale washes the shore, they've never found one that doesn't have scars. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's wild. They, they fight the scariest of monsters. <laughs> if you think about this, and I've done I, I'm a nerd, so I've done a lot of like I think about Jurassic Park, and they say the oxygen level we have today is not would not sustain giant mosquitoes right so there would be nothing for the food chain to support so even if there were dinosaurs you need the other ones to feed the other level right giant squid and sperm whales they don't have each other you know that's like that's the food chain those two (laughs) oh that sounds uh macabre and (laughs) romantically macabre i think yes yes (laughs) They're locked in a symbiosis, like, 
You and me, kid. Until tomorrow. <laughs> Aww. Um, so you have a show that you post on uh, your Instagram called uh, Wasteland Wednesday. Uh, oh, good. What... The Wastelanders are back. Okay, if you yes. skipped ahead <laughs> in the episode, we're talking about Wasteland again. We'll put a little chapter. Well, chapter break. My episodes are just all over the place. We go from art to nature to wasteland easily, Co- cohesively, kind of. I don't know. I so what's a segue? Um, <laughs> wasteland where there is no nature, the opposite of water. Here we go. <laughs> um. So what is Wasteland Wednesday? Well, my least favorite subject is the year 2020, but something that came out good about it was I started to do shows. And I started to do online shows, one of which is a puppet show called Stillwater Saturday. And I did a live improv comedy puppet show every Saturday at 8 o'clock, which all of the episodes are available on the Marky Makeup Instagram. You can watch me be silly with various people and random people on the Internet would join. And I would just heckle with a furry blue puppet. That was Stillwater Saturday. Then there was Face Chart Friday, where I would paint a makeup on a piece of paper on a face chart, like you'd see in the department store. That was Face Chart Friday. Uh, both of those have uh, uh, since been, they are on hiatus um, until I get my Fridays and Saturdays back, which, God willing, will be never. Uh, I will be too busy to do to sit at home and do shows. Um, but one that has stayed, one, one day of the week that got lucky is, uh, and, and endures, is uh, Wasteland Wednesday, and uh, we are on episode, I think it will be 129 this Wednesday, since the year 2020. Um, I don't necessarily know when, I don't necessarily know when I started it, but, you know, we miss a week here or there around Christmas or something or or whatever it is, but uh, we are on 129 episodes. What is it? It started as me doing crafts, but I can only make so much stuff. It started me, it was a DIY, um, just to keep people motivated, to keep people engaged, um, to inspire people. And I got all kinds of questions. How do you do this? How do you do that? Um, There's a lot of online people who do it. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes there's Zing, there's Marky going off on the deep end. I think sometimes we see people, here's how to do it. You know, the meme of here's how to do it for 10 bucks. Here's $150,000 worth of uh, tools. You go, oh, wait a minute. Wait, go back that part. All the tools part. And so, listen, I have an airbrush and I have paint and, uh, you know, I have toothpicks and glue. And that's about it. So I kind of was the point of view of how to DIY it from your desk, not from your backyard, not from your garage not running over a leather jacket with your car in an abandoned parking lot. Um, you know, things, things we don't have in Los Angeles, you know, just, just how to make things look good, but simple. And then, uh, boy, I, I started to have guests because the other shows had guests. So why not? Uh, now it's about 50, 50 arts and crafts to guests. And we do everything. We talk about costumes. We'll, we'll break down costumes for movies and, uh, I'll, I'll sometimes I airbrush sometimes it's a makeup tutorial sometimes it's airbrushing clothes sometimes it's distressing clothes sometimes it's me sewing and complaining uh or it's reviewing an event I just went to it, it could be anything post-apocalypse related 
uh, your toothbrush is disgusting. <laughs> how dare you? I don't know how to use Skype, but how do I end this call? <laughs> so that is funny. That is a thing that is directly tied to Wasteland Wednesday. And again, uh, I am all but a writer and painter on my tomb. And I just uh, I thought that was a funny thing, a teeth brush. So I cut the bristles off and added teeth. It, it's it's gone. It, I don't who cares. Whatever is whatever. I don't care. Like, comment, subscribe. It's gone viral. I think twice by accident. Um, and then pe- the, the second time it, it hit big was people started to send me the ones they made, and they started to tag me in the ones they made. And I was like, y'all are gross. Because some people like I like everything like distressed with texture and story and and scars and lived a life. Uh, some people are making ones with just white teeth and a, and a white brush handle. So what it is, is on, on an episode of Wasteland Wednesday, I guess it's iconic now. I should probably reshare it. I made the teeth brush live and I eventually gave it to somebody at our camp um, who is uh, a significant contributor to our camp. I gave him the original teeth brush. Yeah, love it, hate it. It's a silly thing. It's a play on words I, that I, I brought to life. It was uh, such a great idea. It was such a great idea when I came about it. I'm like, that is gross. I love it. Yeah. So it's a it's a just a crest toothbrush with um, some some enamel teeth uh, painted to your heart's desire. Usually grizzly. I mean, usually a sepia tone brown palette, uh, airbrushed, sponged, um, and a little a little flick with a with a stencil brush, uh, so it gets some nice texture. Uh, that's, that's the teeth brush and they're up on my Etsy. If you want one, the Etsy is the Cosmec. You too can have a teeth brush today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, are people putting in fillings? Ew, I have no idea. So there was one that I actually, instead of a tooth, I put a little skull bead on one once, which was kind of a little out there, but I thought, what if somebody like carved, you know, you see bone carvings and, and tusk carvings. Uh, I thought, what if somebody had put a, a tooth, a skull tooth carving in one? Uh, I, I have painted like a little black filling, a little black silver filling on some. Um, but yeah, you know, it is it is what it is. They're open to uh, customization if you send me an email. Um, yeah, you yeah, never I, know. Just what I, falls out of this head. I do hope that you tag that video because I want people who are listening to this to go to your Instagram and find this toothbrush because... It is, or the teeth brush, it is, you call it teeth brush, right? Teeth. Yes, yes, teeth, because it's a teeth. It's, it's so cool. I, I know I said it was gross, but I love it. I, I, love, I, I understand why it got so viral, because I adore that thing. It's amazing. It, it does, uh, I say this again, the, the point of all art is to get a reaction, right? Period. Regardless. A reaction. Any reaction. It's, uh, I'm going to, here we go. I'm going to make a pro wrestling analogy. You're either getting cheered or you're getting booed. But if the crowd is silent, you have failed. But if they're cheering or booing, you've done something. So art is to get a reaction. If people are not, if they're walking by it at the museum. So, and I made that, that teeth brush and I, I thought nothing of it. I didn't realize what a connection people had to it, but I was just like, isn't it funny? And people were like, no, it's terrible. I scroll by it. You know, I was like, oh, I guess. Okay. (laughs) 
I I really want to meet someone who uh, <laughs> who sincerely doesn't like it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I want. <laughs> I I have I know dozens of them because when people don't <laughs> like things, they tell you. Trust me, they go in your inbox and they write you mail. <clears throat> Rest assured. I I think I'm gonna buy one from you because I want to hang it and just do a a test on everyone I hang out with to see 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 where their level is on the toothbrush. <laughs> just leave it just leave it in a cup in your bathroom and just see. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> they're gonna come out. You they're gonna click. You're gonna hear the light go off. Click. And you can hear the door close, and they're gonna go. Oh, you go like everything okay in there? What's that <laughs> thing by your sink? Oh. So how long have you been going to Wasteland? Oh boy, uh, this is now, this is a question I don't ever have an answer for. I think it was 2017. I think uh, we don't have to do the math. Just so like, we had we had a, a they 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 not me. I'm just yeah. me. I just I just get a ticket and go. Um, there was a, a rise of people who went after Fury Road, right? And I remember I had seen pictures of it, and then a friend had went, and I was like, "Damn, this looks good." Uh, and I loved Fury Road, so I I think seventeen they had it at a location that was called H Park, and then the new location is the land they had purchased. So I went the first year of the new purchased land years, which I think was seventeen. Um, I'll just say it was also the year of the big fire, in case anybody knows what that was too. But that was my first year, so maybe seventeen, so seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, uh, and the f- few ones we've had. So is it about five? Is it six years now? I'm not gonna do the math. Uh, yeah. So there, there's your. Answer. We had <laughs> the the pandemic ate a few years, and so my <laughs> my ability to acknowledge how many years that was is uh, tragically not good. <laughs> Um, I, I don't want to get into it, but yes, I think that my last year was 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, we're working on it. But anyways, moving right along. <laughs> Westland, yes. How is it? Have you been yet or no? I haven't been there. The, my first, my first event that they, uh, they have is a Neo, uh, cause I thought that would be, um, less hot. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, that, that he was inescapable at Neo, but, uh, I know the tickets are available that you can buy for Wasteland now and Wasteland is for people who don't know. And it's weird. Cause like when I was telling people about Neo, um, I'm like, do you know what Wasteland is? And they're like, yeah, I know what Wasteland is. And I was like, that makes sense. Wasteland has been going on for many years. Neo's at year two. Uh, Wasteland is a post-apocalyptic immersive experience with, it's just a uh, really amazing. You build costumes and you fight in the Thunderdome and there's parades, there's, you you can go you have a better description of it of what can happen at the show. Um, I will speak for myself in saying that I am one hundred percent not official uh, uh, wasteland anything at all. I am just an attendee and I have fun and I'm silly, and sometimes we collab on things. But other than that, that is where my stance ends. Uh, so this is the view of a non-biased attendee. Yes, Neotropolis was ungodly hot. And I will tell you, there was a day I was sitting right before my shift eating uh, pepperoni, cheese, and crackers. And I just looked down and I was like, I don't even want to lift this to my mouth. It's so hot. Yeah. (laughs) It was just, oh, God, it was so stupid. Um, 
things that should be cyberpunk shade structures. Let's let's go. Let's, let's talk about that. Uh, but no, okay. So discuss Wasteland. Wasteland. It is. It's an immersive experience. Uh, it is not. It is not a concert. It is not a music festival. It is so many things rolled into one that it's a little hard to comprehend. So it, it's it's extreme desert camping. Um, it's Ren Fair. It's summer camp. It's uh, car show, uh, make believe, dinner theater. It's it's it, and people think all that in one thing and go yeah it's it's something different to everybody. It, it, it's about five thousand people. It's not the biggest thing I attend. It's also not the smallest. So uh, it's something different to everybody. Like people love the cars and I'm like there's a cool car. Uh, and people love the make believe and I'm like I delivered mail. You know it's 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 uh it, it's nightlife. It's daytime. It's arts and crafts, uh, it's costumes, it's photography, it's it's something different to everybody, but uh, not for the faint of heart. Uh, on a different topic, though, uh, I was watching, because like I was, like I said, I was going through all of your social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and I loved watching your video, your coverage of uh, DragCon. And... <laughs> wow, boy, how the pendulum has swung from crust and rust. From, this is a whole new chapter. Okay, uh, <laughs> did, we're going to talk about fancy shit now. Clean air conditioning. Yes. Uh, I I had a lot of friends say really good things about that show, but your video makes it like, I, now, next year, I want to go. I really want to go. I'll do what I can to get to this event. This year, it was f- funny. Um, this year was a funny year because it was a Friday-Saturday show. Have you ever been to a show that's a Friday-Saturday con? That's weird, right? If, it, if anything, if it's going to be, it's going to be Saturday-Sunday and maybe a Friday, but not Friday-Saturday. Yeah. So Sunday was just not a thing? It was not a thing. I think because maybe because it was Mother's Day, nobody could come up with an answer. Usually it had been like Saturday-Sunday and then Friday was like the preview or the VIP yeah. or the whatever. Um, but this year it was Friday, Saturday. So it kind of put a different spin on it. Like, like you better, like you better take care of business because this is only two days. Yeah. There ain't no tomorrow. So hurry up. Uh, at least that's the way it was for me. Of course, I was a member of the press corps, uh, and I did, it was mostly, uh, I very much play by the rules when I'm, I am so, uh, honored to be given a press, a free press badge and press, uh, uh, the privileges that come with that. So I very much behave. I don't, there are no stunts. There are no surprise questions. There's no cutting lines. There's no going into people's booths. There's none of that uh, unless they are a dear, dear friend. And even my dear friends, I don't, I don't get in the way of their making money. I'm not going to stop the meet and greet for my interview. Uh, so it's a lot from the press room and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of silly things. I did not think the show Drag Race was ever going to succeed past one season. And here we are. And never, never in my wildest did I think uh, uh, an essentially top model-esque elimination style drag show. It's just, it's phenomenal. And it's become its own culture. And it's, 
you know, launched many ships for many people across the world. So, um, is that the? Because uh, I was my one of my questions was, uh, what has been one of your favorite press moments at a show? And I'm wondering how many shows you've done press. But I know you've done press for Midsummer, right? For Midsummer Scream. I did. I did. I did that for Midsummer last year, and then, and then I did. I keep saying the summer one because there's a Christmas one. The the yeah. Christmas one is called what? December. Uh, season season screamings or something. Oh, that yes, yeah. So I did do that this year. Uh, that I did that last year. I've done press for a lot of uh, makeup related things, Oscar related things, uh, and that's kind of where I where I hover, where my point of view hovers. Um, I've done press for things like. For, for comic cons and stuff like that on behalf of outlets. And then sometimes you try to, you try to sell your, your, uh, your footage to other people. But if there's a press line somewhere in there is Getty or associated press. So, so unless you get a, a breaking news, the selling of the footage is, is few and far between. Um, yes. So your question is, do I have a favorite? I don't think I do have a favorite. I think, the thrill of the unknown is the best part of doing press. Um, just just knowing that half of my job, uh, it's I, I'm only doing half of it. I'm pushing recording, asking the question. The rest of it is up to the other person. Like you're like you're sitting there, you know. It's like I have no idea what I don't know what you're gonna say. You know, I don't. I, when I, if I'm sitting there holding the the microphone. Um, so let's do it. Uh, uh, you know, we all have the, the power of editing in our hand, but let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, I could say, how's your day, uh, Tom Cruise? And it could be the, a wild answer, you know? It's just like, okay, so that's where this went. All right. I was um, trying to think of like a random song that Tom Cruise would suddenly start breaking. <laughs> like, how's your day? And it's just tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> he yeah he just uh he just <laughs> he starts sneaking around like mission impossible um uh but I, if i had to pick a favorite thing a lot of the times as people approach me they will remark on this is this is the we're at uh one hour four minutes of the podcast everybody and my hubris has overflow overflowed i do enjoy it when people uh compliment what I'm wearing, or they say, wow, what is this? And they go, look at this thing. They go, where'd you get that? And I go, yeah, I know, pretty good, huh? So it's always good to, uh, you know, dress, not dress red carpet, but you you got to find that fine line. Dress right about, dress right, ab right below, but above, you know. Compliments from celebs is what I like best. There you go, marky makeup. <laughs> One of your suits at DragCon, though, I it, it, it does look like Two Face from Back to Don't from, you dare! Don't you dare! Never don't mind. you dare! I didn't say. How I, dare you? <laughs> I wear a different thing every single time, and I've never worn the same thing twice. Okay, well, one of the outfits I've seen you wear, not not the same. <laughs> one of the Listen, outfits I, I, ne I never thought the audience would overlap. So you try to wear. It's like, have these people seen this? I've worn this before, but have they seen it? Well, maybe not. Yeah, you're talking about that funny. It's not Lisa Frank, but everybody says it's Lisa Frank. But you, as a comic book guy, you you think of it as Two Face, and so do I. The iconic makeup done by V Neil for Two Face, and uh, was that Batman Forever? That was Batman Forever. Joel, Joel Schumacher, the really neon one. 
I yeah. tell you what, that Too Faced makeup, and I've told V this herself, in case anybody doesn't know V Neil, multi-time Oscar winner who did Beetlejuice, who did uh, Johnny for years, who did, uh, uh, people are going to think that's something, who has done makeup for Johnny Depp uh, for years. Um, he A lot of Tim Burton collaborations, V Neil. Oh, I guess if you know, if you've watched Face Off, you know who V Neil is now. Um, I've done lots of interviews and podcasts, and Vino is very accessible as an artist. Uh, and someone I admire did that Too Faced makeup for Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, phenomenal. Absolutely outrageous. That whole movie is wild. If you want to talk about absorbing um, art, that movie is a wackadoo one. I don't care. People like to, people like to SHIT on it. But listen, that one was wild. And I'll take that. I'll take Dick Tracy. I'll take Batman Forever over some of these Chris Nolan gritty ones. Five uh, out of seven days of the week, you know? I absolutely love Dick Tracy. I oh, I love Dick Tracy, too. That's, <laughs> Dick Tracy and Legend is one of the reasons I became a makeup artist. Legend, Tim Curry, Legend, and uh, Dick Tracy. That, that, little, that scene where they're playing cards. Oh, my gosh. If I could do a scene like that, forget it. I'd retire. Well, even even just their voices, the cartoony. Uh, well, what was what, what was really interesting was uh, hearing Flat Top's voice and not knowing that that was taken right out of the radio show. Because then I listened to the radio show and he sounded exactly the same. And I was like, they did their homework on this shit. Holy. Hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not to dive too deep, but if anybody goes to Las Vegas, you can go to the old courthouse in Las Vegas has been converted into. A mob museum. So if you've ever been to old, they call it old, I don't know if it's downtown or old downtown, but the part of Vegas that's not the strip. Uh, there's an old courthouse. It's now the mob museum. And inside there, this is a, this is a Easter egg of sorts, but inside there, they talk about how Dick Tracy was propaganda to teach kids that being a mobster was not cool. They wanted kids to be Dick Tracy. <laughs> I don't know if it worked because boy, oh boy, the uh, colorful mobsters were uh, were quite the scene. But um, yeah, that's what Dick Tracy was. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, because <laughs> all of Dick Tracy's villains are all like you know, quote unquote, ugly. And I just picture the cartoons being like, uh, um, "See, look, kids, you can't be bad because then you'll have flat tops." No one wants flat tops. <laughs> yeah, bad haircut. Ooh, that, that's pretty scary. That's scary nowadays. But uh, you know that that was the uh, the height of fear in the in the twenties and thirties. Nobody wants a bad haircut. I I actually might watch Dick Tracy later today because now I'm thinking about. It. <laughs> oh want... God, you see you see Pacino just going off, off completely off the rails. That's another one of the times uh, <laughs> a thing I do in life, and maybe it's from that. I always think of it as from Interview with the Vampire, where Tom Cruise flips the casket. Um, but any, if you have the chance to flip a table in dramatic fashion, flip the table, everybody. Uh, and Al Pacino flips the table in that. It's just, uh, he just, Madonna, just everybody is having a moment on that uh, movie. The flipping the table is cool, but the one I always think of when, whenever I... Because like a lot of people like to mention stuff from Lord of the Rings when they know the behind-the-scenes shot, and they're like, "Hey, check this out!" Blah 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 trivia. When I watched Dick Tracy, are you? I, wait a minute. What? This is like a trigger warning. Are you going to tell me how something in Dick Tracy was made? Uh, no, not something how it was made. Just a a scene that you've already seen. You know the part where the stuntman like jumps onto the 
lamppost, right? When the, the explosion oh, happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He smashes his face, and you see that when the stuntman jumps on the, the lamppost. Oh, do you? I, don't, I haven't seen, I gotta, I go take a look. Yeah, what happened okay. to him? Is he okay? I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't want to, because I like the imagination of, uh, they really nailed their face on that lamppost. It looks painful. <laughs> that was, that was of a time we weren't in, oh, to get nerdy, but we weren't in CG yet, were we? That was like, what was it? Was it 89? It was, it was, there was summer of, EG, right? summer of 90. I think it was 90. I will tell you, I was obsessed, obsessed. I will tell you folks, if you're watching this on YouTube, right over here are very, 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 very old comics that I carried everywhere. I did not leave the house in the summer of 1990 without these Dick Tracy graphic novels. And they are beautifully worn to SHIT. The bindings are broke. It's wrinkled. Look at how crusty they are. Um, <laughs> I did not go anywhere without these in the summer of 1990. Uh, we ate more McDonald's than we should have because they were doing the collecta collecta piece that you put a sticker on the french fries uh of uh, uh what do you call it the mug shots i was I, obsessed obsessed with dick tracy in the summer of 1990 i'm glad this became the dick tracy episode uh my my, my podcast goes all over the place we, we... <laughs> <laughs> all, all you have to do is if you mention one thing that uh, one fandom that i'm part of all of a sudden the whole conversation diverts to that to, to just talking about that for a while <laughs> we were talking about my fantastic jacket let's talk about that <laughs> well we're actually my jacket it glows it glows in black light uh that jacket came from came from a friend who said look at this they're sold out of my size and then let me tell you they weren't sold out of maki size so now i have it and it's absolutely lovely, and I don't often see it anywhere else. I recently saw on a video of, I don't know if you watch the fictional baseball team, the Savannah Bananas, but they play another team called the Party Animals, and the Party Animals manager wears that jacket as well. It is, I'm looking at it right now, it is hot pink with black tiger stripes, and the other side is what, green and cheetah print? It's, it's half and half, it's sliced half and half, but the lapel on one side is the lapel of the other side, Yes, it's lovely. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment that I think I, you were going to give me. Uh, I, I gave it to you. I, I've been complimenting you the whole episode. I love yes, everything. Yes, thank you. Uh, the crafts, the shows, the... Um, it's been a really fun time looking through all your social media and seeing uh, the extent of content that you create. Um, I, I do make a lot of stuff. You do make a lot of stuff. And I have I know one of our mutual friends posted, like, hey, send links to all of your things. And I'm like, ha excellent. I am going to follow everything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That was funny, that person. Uh, somebody commented, yeah, you do a lot of stuff. And I screen capped it. And it's now the Cosmetic Mechanic cover photo on Facebook. I was like, yep, there it is. That sums it up. Uh, what are your social media for people listening? Oh, Gina Marie. Uh, this is a lot. It's A lot of it is, is Marky Makeup based. Um, so if you're on Instagram, somebody took Marky Makeup at the birth of Instagram, but uh, the Instagram is Marky Makeup, M-A-R-K-Y, M-A-K-E, 
dot com d o t c o m so markymakeup.com and instagram and that's where you can watch the face chart fridays and stillwater saturdays and keep track of my shenanigans it's coming up at san diego comic-con if you're a wastelander you can check me out at uh the cosmetic mechanic on instagram also the cosmetic mechanic on amazon handmade uh the cosmetic is the etsy if you want pins and patches and teeth brushes uh, the Cosmetic Mechanic has the YouTube channel as well, which is Ren Fairs and Wastelands and Neos and all kinds of costume shenanigans. And if you want to see press things and uh, other Comic-Con adventures and red carpets and puppets, that's uh, YouTube Marky Makeup. Excellent. And you do so much content. That was a long list of social media. I love it. Um, what words of advice would you give to someone who... Because like you you dive right into every community that you're in, and you're like, I want to be a part of this. I want to participate. I want to give this community life. Uh, what words of wisdom would you give to someone who is interested in being part of the everything? I have no idea. So ask ask me that again. How? Oh, I don't know if I even worded that question correctly. <laughs> What words of wisdom would you give? Because like you're 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 a fan, but you get right into all the communities that you're in, from uh, the DragCon to uh, Neotropolis to um, to Wasteland Weekend to the conventions, being part of the press. That is you giving life to the fandoms that you're a part of. Um, I I would say this. Uh, and. People always ask, they go, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Or why do you do a thing? And why do you not do another thing? Support the people that support you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've I've worked with, and that's that's the advice. That is the the tweet advice. Uh, Support the communities that support you. You know, if you were to put a table up at a show and nobody bought your stuff, would you go back to the show? Probably not. Um, if I was to go and do interviews and nobody wanted to talk to me or the interviews were, if I don't know about something, I can't possibly ask a question about it and I can't possibly document it accurately. Um, but just go, I'd say, support the communities that support you, you know, follow your fandom. That's, that's pretty easy. If you're passionate about it, it's really easy to, to, uh, you know, document it, create content around it. (laughs) Oh, my God.